All right. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Welcome to NPL Legal Dish. This is my Monday through Wednesday live broadcast where I teach business and legal concepts using pop culture and celebrity news. If this is your first time seeing my face or hearing my voice and you're like, who's this lady? I'm Natalie Pierre-Lewis. I'm the host of the show and I'm the owner and operator of NPL Consulting LLC, a business... Ooh, excuse me. Excuse me, a business formation firm. Y'all, I almost didn't make it today. Uh, what that means is I help people like you get your business paperwork together. So getting your articles of incorporation, making sure you have EIN numbers and DUNS numbers, contracts for clients and partners, uh, brand protection strategies and hiring strategies so you don't get sued for discrimination. I help you set up all of these important foundational pieces for your business um, so that you can grow and scale with confidence. Hello, can of Cape Cod. And also so you can set yourself up to receive many of the benefits of being a legitimate, being a, you know, a business credit card or getting a loan for your business. All right. Um, yes. Uh, why am I qualified to help you do all of these things? I know you're asking. I'm happy that you did. I am a licensed attorney, having won for 15 years and counting. I've started multiple businesses for myself and others, both online and offline. I've had many careers in the realms of entrepreneurship, the law, education, hospitality, and administrative support. And most important, I am very passionate about making business and legal education. I always forget about that mirror as accessible to everybody as possible. Hey, hi Paul. Uh not everybody has the t- uh, the 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 time, the money or the desire to go to business school or to law school, but a lot of you have amazing business ideas and if you're going to be successful in business, there are just some things that you need to know. There's no way around it, around it. So that's why I'm here, all right? So if you are in the startup phase of your business, like you've just started, you need some structure, you don't know where to go. Um, who you want to call. If you have a business idea and you just have nowhere, you don't know where to start at all, I'm who you want to call. Or if you've been in business for a little while, but you know, you didn't complete all of the beginning steps and you need to complete them, I'm who you want to call. All right. How are you going to reach me? Go to Linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm, Linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm, Linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm. There you can book a free 15 minute consultation. If you are a first time client, uh, you can also book a talk to me Tuesday session where you get 25 minutes for $25 if you are not a first-time client. At Linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm, you can also download the free biz launch cheat sheet that will help you choose and start your dream business in seven days or less. At Linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm, you can also subscribe to the YouTube channel and the podcast. So if you ever miss a live broadcast, you can catch up at your leisure. Um, Linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm is where you can also access many of my uh, digital products like my video trainings and my ebooks. So this month we're focusing on Dunn's numbers. So you can pick up my uh, Dunn's number video training where I take you to the site and I explain to you what each piece is, why you need a Dunn's number, and we go to the site and apply for one together. Okay. Hey, Margaret. Um, and last but not least, NPL consult- Linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm is where you can get your NPL Legal Dish teas and your NPL Legal Dish mugs. You know you want them. They're cute. Go get them. Oh, yeah. Hey, hey. All right. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, there's a lot going on at Linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm, but, you know, that's how you get in contact with me, okay? It is the only link in my bio on Instagram. It is all over my page on Facebook. All right, but that is enough about the business side. Let us get to the reason why we are here on tonight. 
All right, we are here for NPL Legal Dish, the show. How does the show work? All right, now I know some of you have been here before, but just in case we have someone who hasn't been here, here's how it works. Uh, I pull stories from the news, stories from blog sites, stories that you guys send me, anywhere I find inspiration, a story that has a lesson that we can learn as business owners, as entrepreneurs, uh, and I bring them to you guys and we discuss them as a group. So this is a time for you to get involved. Don't be shy. I want your questions and I want your comments as long as they are respectful. I will be asking you some questions. I'm going to be asking you to give me some emojis. So, you know, keep, keep your, your eyes open and your ears open. Uh, you know, keep your fingers ready unless you're driving. Please keep those hands at 10 and two, no accidents, please. All right. So without further ado, let's get started. Um, today we have a lot of kind of, I would say philosophical questions to answer today. So I want to hear from you guys. All right, my basketball fans, if you are a basketball fan, please give me a basketball emoji. If you are a basketball fan, please give me a basketball emoji. Margaret said, I've been trying, but mine is doing something wrong. I don't see your merch anywhere. All right, Margaret, I'm going to put the link in for you. And meantime, you guys... Um... You guys put your, what you call them things, PL, yeah, there you go, Margaret. Okay, thank you, King J. Good. I have one um, basketball from King J. Good. King J. Good is the only, the only basketball fan that we have. All right, even if you're, even if we don't have many basketball fans here, does anybody know what special basketball event is taking place in this month? right now. Okay. King J. Good. Yes. Tell me what, um, wait, is that? No, that's not good. Um, yes. So, uh, tell me what special basketball event is taking place in the month of March. Hmm. Hint, hint, March. (laughs) Okay. Yes, thank you, King J. Good March Madness, right? Now, um, I have seen March Madness for all, you know, uh, if, if you didn't know, March Madness is the name of the, uh, I guess, competition or showdown or playoffs between uh, colleges from around the country. Um, it's controlled by the NCAA, uh, National College Athletics Association. Thank you, Margaret Massey. Yes, March Madness. Um Yes, sincere God, March Madness. Um, but you know, I see, you see March Madness, the logo on all sorts of things. They've got partnerships with all sorts of, you know, food, drinks, all that. But they seem to only be representing men's basketball. Apparently, if anybody, is anybody watching NCAA women's basketball? Because they are having their playoffs as well. And for some reason, March Madness doesn't appear on any of the women's promotional uh, pr- promotional items for their games. Um, and there is a bit of, you know, a kerfuffle going on in the collegiate sports world because the women feel like this is unfair. They're like, why aren't we getting the same respect from March Madness as the guys? We're playing just as many games, right? Um, why do you think 
March Madness. Why do you think women's basketball, uh, um, NCAA women's basketball doesn't have the March Madness logo? And do you think that they deserve the March Madness logo? Should they have it? They're playing the same games. They're the same game. They're, you know, it's the same stakes for them. Is, is it time for the NCAA to uh, update themselves and start putting that March Madness logo to promote the women's games as well. Um, what do you guys think about that? Hmm? Because the, the, the women who are actually playing, they, they are, they feel some kind of way. They feel kind of disrespected. They're like, uh, what do you think we're doing out here? Baking muffins? We're playing basketball too. Why don't we have our March Madness, you know, stamp of approval? I'd like to hear your opinions. We don't have, there's no case going on about this. It was just an opinion piece. Um, well, the sincere God, from what I read from that article, if you look at um, the endorsements for the NCAA women's uh, basketball games, they don't have the March Madness uh, logo on it. I, I, I don't watch basketball like that, so I don't know. I'm going by what the article told me. Um, but the sincere God, if you are, you know, watching, uh, March Madness, please check out the women's games and let me know what you see. Margaret Massey said they don't attract the crowd. More people watch the men. Um, yeah, more people may watch the men, but women's basketball, they still work just as hard. They're playing the same sport. Like, don't they deserve that same amount of respect that the men are getting? right? Maybe if we put some more support behind the women, like giving them the March Madness stamp of approval, there'd be more interest. Like women's basketball is just as exciting as men's, right? Um, let me know what you guys think about that. Let me know what you think. Okay. Um, because I, I think that they should have it. Um, the sincere God, if you can find it, please, uh, send it to me. Uh, so, so, uh, you know, so I, if, if I'm wrong, Margaret said they do deserve it. Yeah, I think they do. All right. Um, but yeah, that was just some food for thought that I wanted to start the show off with. Okay. Okay. Um, before, no, uh, moving on to our next story of the evening. Um, so I posted a, a, a story, I posted a picture in my stories, um, of a blue devil. And I asked you guys, what university does the blue devil represent? Uh, and everybody who answered it in the story got it right. But I want to see if you guys here, do you know who the blue devils represent when it comes to universities? Can you tell me? Mm, 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 mm. Can you tell me? Yes, King J. Good. Okay. Yes, Duke University. Very good. All right. Now, uh, Duke University, they have trademarks on Duke, Duke University, and Blue Devils, right? Um, but uh, apparently, oh, duh. Uh, but uh, hold on. Wait, we got to go back to the first story. Uh, the Sincere God said, the schools get all the money. They need to start playing the players for using their likeness. I totally agree with you. King J. Good said, I live, ooh, you live in basketball country. Okay. I live in North Carolina. The Sincere God said, Duke. All right. Um, so here's what's happening. We know that Duke has trademarks for Duke, Duke University, and the Blue Devils, right? But apparently, 
professors at Duke University, they've been saying that Duke University is a trademark bully. Hello, Queendom Boutique. Um, apparently from, from, uh, 2015 to 2018, Duke University had more trademark oppositions than any other university in the country, meaning they opposed more trade, meaning they said to a bunch of trademark applications, we don't want you to have this trademark. Between 2015 and 2018, they were the number one university who did that. And they were also voted the second most litigious company um, over intellectual property. They were second only to Monster.com. And if you've been watching this show for any period of time, you know that Monster.com, they are, they will sue at the drop of a dime. They sue if you try and even like sniff an M, all right? Um, but Duke apparently came right after Monster. Um, so I want to know if you think, is Duke University being a trademark bully or are they just trying to protect their name? Because here are some of the things that they have um, that they have opposed. They have opposed the trademarks for Dude Diet, Devil's Advocate, Little D, Beach apostrophe D, Beached, The Cameron, D Bag, Blue Food, Go Luke, and uh, make and hashtag Make Du fun again. Okay. Um, so a, a lot of people are saying that Duke university, they are just using their financial power as this big university to bully smaller companies, because a lot of these companies that are applying for these trademarks, you know, they don't have the money that Duke university has. And even if they have a fighting chance against Duke, they don't have the money to fight the lawsuit. So more, more often than not, they will drop the trademark application, right? So I want to know from you, based on these trademark oppositions, hello, Skin Liddy, uh, do you think that Duke University is doing too much or are they bullies? Margaret is already saying that they are bullies. The sincere God said, said, the said Duke is a powerhouse, but that's crazy. That's my team too. Well, the sincere God, um, you may, as, as a fan, you may want to contact them and say, Hey, Duke University, I think you're being a trademark bully because, um, the whole point of opposing a trademark is that you feel like it's going to be confused for your mark in the marketplace, right? Duke University, what do they do? They, they, they do sports, they do education, I'm sure they do merch, all these things. But some of these um, trademarks don't seem to have anything to do with Duke University. What does Dude Diet have to do with Duke University? What does Devil's Advocate or Little D or Beached or D-Bag, or Blue Food, or Go Loop. What do any of these things have to do with Duke? So people are coming to the conclusion that Duke University is a trademark bully, and they are just using their position in the marketplace to kind of try and corner the market on, um, hey, imperfectly perfect 78, uh, you know, on any all things Duke and D. So uh, I, are, I have one person here who says that uh, Duke University is a bully. Does anybody think that they are justified in all of these oppositions that they have? Anybody think they're justified? Anybody going once, going twice? Um, the sincere God said, right, that's a little too much. Yeah, um, 
but that but that happens. Monster monster energy drink is the same way. They will sue anybody, even if it's not even remotely similar to their um mark. So uh yeah, so Duke University, you know, they're while you can't necessarily come after them financially, maybe articles like this, you can put social pressure on them to stop being a trademark bully. Because if you remember, we did a story a while ago about this um Oh, and Perfectly Perfect said, Duke is, has always been extra. Ooh, that sounds a little spicy. All right. But if you remember, a while ago, we talked about this uh, website called backcountry.com that had, uh, they had, uh, you know, trademarked the term backcountry when it came to outdoor sports and merchandising. And they started going around and, and, you know, sending cease and desist to all these little businesses. And it started having a negative impact on their uh, reputation as a company, so much so that they had to roll back all of those cease and desists. So it wasn't a money thing, it was a social pressure thing. So maybe this is just an attempt to pressure Duke University to, you know, cool their jets, okay? Um, I need a pen. Okay, uh, that's story one, story two, we're done. Okay, before we move on to our third story of the evening, I wanna remind you guys that you are watching MPL Legal Dish. This is my Monday through Wednesday live broadcast where I teach business and legal concepts using pop culture and celebrity news. If you are in the startup phase of your business and you need, you know, some legal guidance, you need a legal friend to tell you, hey girl, these are the these are the applications that you need to file so that you can get your business set up, so that you can get that business credit, so that you can, you know, open that business bank account, so that you can hire employees, so that you can get your tax breaks. I'm the person you want to call. Go to linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm and book yourself a free 15 minute consultation if you are a first time client today. All right. Moving on to our third story of the evening. If you like Prosecco or champagne, please give me the, the champagne emoji, the champagne glass emojis or the champagne bottle, whatever. Give me some type of, of emoji that resembles champagne right now. If you are a Prosecco or a champagne drinker. Okay. Um, you know, I like a little champagne every now and then, especially when it's mixed in with some orange juice and I have myself a little mimosa. Um, actually this weekend I went, uh, somewhere and I had a peach lavender mimosa that was absolutely delicious. Thank you and perfectly perfect 78 for the champagne bottle. Okay. Um, my Prosecco drinkers, if you have heard of the Bottega brand Prosecco, please give me a B in the comments. If you have heard of the Bottega brand Prosecco, please give me a B in the comments. While you do that, I want, um, just a disclaimer. This story, this, uh, case actually took place in Italy, but I felt like it was really important to bring it up to you so you can understand why trademarks are really important. Because trademark law, while it may vary from place to place, a lot of times the core values are very similar, all right? Um, so, Bottega brand Prosecco. In 2001, they started using a very distinctive style for their bottles. They started coming out with these mirrored gold and rose gold bottles. So the bottles, thank you, Imperfectly Perfect. So so you know what I'm talking about, um, Imperfectly Perfect. The bottles, they'll be gold or they'll be a rose gold, but you can see yourself in it. It's like, it's like a mirror, right? The, this style was initiated in 2001 by the Bottega brand. Um, but apparently, 
as someone thought that it was a free for all, this uh, wine company called uh, Cadi. I actually don't know how to pronounce this. It's in Italian. Um, it is C A apostrophe D I space R A J O. I'm going to guess and say Cadi Rajo. Um, they are a wine company, right? And they started, you know, coming out putting their wines in in mirrored gold and and rose gold bottles. And Bottega was like, skirt, we are the mirrored bottle company. What do you think you're doing? So they took this to court. They took it to the um, Italian court, um, intellectual property court in Venice. And what do you think the Italian court said to Bottega, the Prosecco maker? Do you think they said tough cookies? It's a bottle, or do they? Do you think they said, you know, yes, the mirrored bottle—that's your signature, Cadi Rajo, cut it out. What do you think the Venice uh, Intellectual Property Court said? What do you think they said? Hey, 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 hey. What do you think they said? Hmm. I'm going to give y'all like a few more seconds before we move on. Um, okay. I'm going to give it three, two, one. All right. The court agreed with Bottega. The court said, look, yes, girl, you have been, uh, you know, using this, um, <laughs> no, imperfectly perfect. They agreed with Bottega. They said, you've been doing this mirrored bottle thing since 2001. You very originated. You're the innovator girl and you deserve your things. So they ruled in favor of Bottega and now Cadi Rojo has to pay, um, uh, legal fees, legal costs and expenses. Margaret said, told, told Cadi to cut it out. They absolutely did. When you have a signature look or a brand, right, that implies a certain level of quality. If I am, if I recognize Bottega Prosecco for the gold and rose gold mirrored bottles and I run into a liquor store and I just see a gold or mirrored, you know, rose gold mirrored bottle and I grab it, I'm not, I may not look at it because in my mind that is synonymous with the Bottega brand, right? But Cadi Rajo, they're causing confusion in the marketplace if they're trying to put their own, you know, uh, um, you know, put their stuff in, in mirrored gold and rose gold bottles as well. And Perfectly Perfect said, go Bottega. Yes. So, um, yes. So Bottega is the only Prosecco out here with the mirrored gold and rose gold bottles. Um, do you think that was the right decision or do you think, um, the court got it wrong? Do you think the court got it right or do you think they got it wrong? Do you think they got it right or do you think they got it wrong? (laughs) I think they got it right. Okay. Um, and then we're going to move on to our last story of the evening, and then we're going to close out. Margaret thinks they got it right. Well, we here, Margaret. You know, we're not always here. You know, we we can differ on opinions, but for the most part, we be here. I see you, girl. All right? Uh, Imperfectly Perfect said, definitely the right decision. Protect the brand. That's right, Imperfectly Perfect. Okay. Moving on to our final story of the evening. This is a story that just had me asking, why did you wait so long? 
Um, so has anybody heard of Sanibel Island, Florida? If you have heard of Sanibel Island, Florida, please give me an S in the comments. Okay. Um, it's off the, it's like right off the coast of Florida. Um, if you've never been there, I haven't either. You probably haven't heard of this store, but on Sanibel Island, there is a store called Bailey's General Store. This store has been on Sanibel Island for over a hundred years. They actually um, opened in 1899. So they've been open for 121, 120 years, right? So they, they've been open for more than a hundred years. And, you know, over the last 120 years, they've survived the Great Depression. They've survived World War One and Two as well as several hurricanes, and they are still here, they're still standing, they're still strong, if you guys have ever seen Antoine Fisher, you understand why that's funny, okay, um, but Bailey's General Store, after 120 years, is finally trademarking their name, right, um, this, this company that's been through all of these ups and downs all this time has never even bothered to trademark their name. And the only question I had for this story was, why did they wait so long? So I want to know from you guys, why do you think a company, a business that has been, you know, in existence as long as this one have, has, 120 years, why do you think they're only just now, um, you know, trademarking their name? Why? What would be one of the reasons or some of the reasons? Hmm? What do you think? What do you think? Because I was right, remember, I'm like, y'all been around for over 100 years. I know you know about trademarks. I know you've seen some things. Why are you only just now after 120 years trademarking this, this business name? Hmm? Ooh, ooh, ooh. No ideas, guys? I know it takes a little bit of time, so I'm not going to rush you. Uh, but it, it, it is something that kind of just itches my brain. I keep saying, why, why would I wait 120 years to, um, to trademark something? And why now? Why would I trademark, why trademark now after 120 years? Um, Imperfectly Perfect said they probably thought it wasn't really necessary, but different times now. Hey, Cheryl, different times. Yeah, it is different times now. We are in an era where um, intellectual property is, you know, a, a very visible topic. Um, it's very popular. It's very important. So maybe they were like, you know, we just need to, to, to you know, lock this down. Um, Margaret Massey said, I was going to say they weren't aware of the trademark. I feel like if you've been in business for 120 years, you know, you know about trademarks. Uh, Cheryl said it was a different time and a different mindset. Okay. I like that. Okay. Just like Imperfectly Perfect said different times. Yeah, we weren't we weren't as concerned with trademarks and copyrights and stuff way back when, right? It's only now because things are a lot more accessible, things are getting stolen more. So we're really concerned about that. So Bailey's General Store in Sanibel Island, Florida has finally protected their name. And the, le the lesson of this story is... It is almost never too late. Sometimes it is, but if you get the chance to trademark, do it, all right? Okay. Yes. So, um, 
Hey, King Tax Services. Hey, hon. We're actually about to close out now. Yeah, so those were the stories that I had for you today, guys. Um, I want to thank you guys for your participation. I want to thank you for hanging out with me. Uh, this is our last show of the week. We will be back on Monday. Remember, next week we only have two shows because I'm going on vacation. I'm going to see my parents and my sister. So we will not have a show next Wednesday through and then the week after. But we will have a show Monday and Tuesday. You just came off your live stream. Ooh, y'all, if you want to learn about budgeting, go check out King Tax Services 18's live stream, okay? Um, yes, but, um, yeah, so this is where I'm going to leave you. Uh, if you are, again, if you are looking for legal guidance as you navigate the startup process of your business, make sure that you're booking your one-on-one -on -one sessions with me. Uh, if you have missed any of the uh, episodes of this week, please uh, make sure that you are subscribed to the YouTube page and or the podcast so you can watch or listen at your leisure. Uh, make sure that you book your one-on-one -on -one sessions with me as well. If you have not picked up the Biz Launch Cheat Sheet, make sure that you do because that is how you get on my email list so you get my weekly newsletter. Um, so, yes, I'm going to leave you guys here. Uh, have a great weekend. Take care of yourselves. Uh, and good night. Bye-bye.